Welcome to Supercharge Your Health, the show where you learn how to burn fat, build muscle, reverse aging, and supercharge your energy levels so you can live life to the max. This is your host, Dr. David Jockers, and on today's show, we are going to talk about exactly what you should eat to improve your energy levels. So two major topics today, focusing on improving energy. We're also going to talk about the heart disease myth. You know, we're in February now, and so February is American Heart Month. So we're going to really, really focus on heart health over the course of this month. But before we do that, we're going to get into this article on how to improve your energy levels naturally. And hey, if you want to get this article, what you should eat to improve your energy levels, go to my website, drjockers.com, sign up for our newsletter, and it'll be sent right into your inbox. While you're there, you can get my ebook, Supercharge Your Life, and you'll learn exactly the 30 simple steps to take to supercharge your life in 30 days. But as we get going with this article, this is actually a question that Mary asked me on Facebook. She said, what should I eat to improve my energy levels. And here was my response. I said, like a battery, you need to be charged up every day. At the atomic level, our bodies run through an electrical energy system. The coordinated flow of this electrical energy at all times is what makes up the presence of life. Lifestyle habits that add voltage to our system help sustain the flow of energy, while habits that subtract voltage reduce the presence of life. Antioxidants are free electrons that enhance our energy and protect against inflammatory damage. Your body is made up of 75 trillion cells. Most people don't realize this, but our body is made up of 75 trillion cells that operate in synchrony to keep our body breathing, healing, and living every single day. Each of these cells acts as a little energy machine cranking out energy in the form of a biological unit called adenosine triphosphate or ATP. So charging up our energy. The solar power of the sun charges most all life on earth and directly and indirectly charges our bodies. The grassy fields, the trees, the seawater algae, and the herbs are living agents that harvest the sun's light through the process of photosynthesis. When we or any other animal consumes these foods, we take in the sun's energy as electrons. These electrons are then used to produce this, this molecule, ATP. As we increase the amount of electrons through our diet and lifestyle, we build an ATP surplus. ATP surplus means energy surplus, and it means a stronger life force. This electron flow improves the process of healing, remodeling, and rejuvenating within the body. Unfortunately, though, in our society, most individuals are deficient in electrons. If you're struggling with low energy on a chronic basis, it is definitely a sign you are deficient in electrons and you're producing dirty energy. Dirty energy production creates ATP, creates energy, but also a high level of waste in the form of free radical particles. When these free radicals are able to run rampant in our bodies, they restrict our life force, and they accelerate aging and tissue degeneration. So very problematic, these free radicals. Clean energy sources are rich in antioxidants. 
Antioxidants act to neutralize these dangerous free radicals and bring balance to the body. Clean energy sources are rich in trace minerals, electrolytes, and antioxidants and produce very little free radicals. The net effect of this energy source is a surplus of antioxidants to protect the body from future stresses. Certain lifestyle habits produce antioxidant-rich, clean energy, while others produce free radical-loaded, dirty energy. So basically, everything we eat or put in our body is going to produce energy, but there's a big difference between clean energy and dirty energy. Clean energy produces a surplus of antioxidants, trace minerals, and essential nutrients, whereas the dirty energy produces a rampant amount of free radicals and inflammatory waste. The most powerful sources of clean energy include raw organic vegetables and superfood extracts. Most people know that raw fruits and vegetables are good for health. However, they misapply these natural nutritional powerhouses. Fruit contains high levels of fructose, so it's best to limit fruit consumption and use fruits that are low glycemic. You see high levels of fructose are not good for us. So you want to use ones that are very low in fructose. That would be berries, avocados, and citrus fruits, and Granny Smith apples. Those are going to be our best fruits. Lemons, limes, grapefruits, berries, avocados, coconut, Granny Smith apples. Those are going to be our best apple, our best fruit because it's low glycemic. Some vegetables are digested better. So we want, we want to load up on vegetables, and most people know that, but here's the difference. Some vegetables are digested better in a raw form, while others are best marinated, lightly steamed, or sautéed. And so Tom on Facebook asked me this question on my Dr. David Jockers Facebook question. And hey, if you want to ask me a question too, you can go to my Dr. David Jockers page, like me on Facebook, and ask any questions that you want. Um, I'm always posting different articles and videos and different things like that. So you want to stay plugged in, go to my Dr. David Jocker's Facebook question. But anyways, Tom asked this question. He said, what vegetables are best to eat raw and what are best to eat cooked? The veggies that are best in the raw form include celery, carrots, cucumbers, spinach, bok choy, bell peppers, romaine lettuce, parsley, cilantro, radishes, snap peas, and beets. So basically, these are, these are vegetables that have a very thin skin. Okay, And so again, that includes celery, carrots, cucumbers, spinach, bok choy, bell peppers, romaine lettuce, parsley, cilantro, radishes, snap peas, and beets. These are fantastic to eat raw. The veggies that have a more challenging outer cellulose layer are much more bioavailable when they are lightly steamed or marinated in lemon or apple cider vinegar. This would include broccoli, cauliflower, kale, collard greens, onions, cabbage, watercress, Brussels sprouts, and asparagus. Onions can really go either way. Onions are good raw as well. But broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, things like that, very challenging in your body to try to digest those raw. So I recommend either deeply marinating them and, and fermenting them in apple cider vinegar or, or lemon juice, or you can lightly steam or saute them. That works fantastic. Now, when we lightly steam, we don't want to over steam. We don't want them to be mush. We want them to be delicate, I guess you could say, on the outside and, and easy enough to break down and metabolize in our body, but we don't want to thoroughly steam. We want to lightly steam. And that actually maintains high levels of enzymes 
still in the deep parts of the of the vegetable. Superfood extracts. This is something I use on a regular basis, and this is something I would recommend for everybody. This is a secret key to help unlock clean energy in your body. Superfood extracts that provide mega doses of antioxidants include organic herbal teas and water infusions. These drinks have no sweeteners or calories and include mega doses of high-powered nutrients. Boiling water can impact some of the antioxidant content of the tea, so be sure to keep the water temperature low. So basically, if you're making herbal tea, you want to keep the temperature down. You want it to be warm, obviously, but you don't want it to be scolding hot, or if the water is scolding hot, wait before you put the tea bag in there. Wait for it to cool down a little bit, and you'll get more antioxidants out of it. Infuse drinks with clean spring water and antioxidant-rich superfood extracts such as green coffee bean extract, cinnamon, cacao, African mango, Indian gooseberry, raw veggies, and unique herbs are a powerful inclusion to supercharge the body. I personally drink a product called Beyond Organic Rain Fruit and Rain Awaken. And what these drinks are, they're actually micro-infused water, so they have they're, they're the cleanest water you can get right out of Blue Ridge Springs in Blue Ridge, Georgia, um, with a very, very low total dissolved solid TDS count, um, extremely low, lowest that you'll find in, uh, in North America. And they're infused. The rain fruit has Indian gooseberry and African mango, so it's antioxidant-infused water. The rain awaken has green coffee bean extract, cinnamon, and cacao, which is raw chocolate. So... It actually is antioxidant infused with major superfoods. I like to drink the Rain Awaken in the morning before my workout. It is a powerful performance enhancement fuel. Absolutely love it. The Rain Fruit is great, especially for anybody that's looking to lose weight because the African mango actually helps improve leptin sensitivity, which that's one of the most common things I see with individuals that are weight loss resistant is they have leptin resistance in their body. So the African mango that's in that rain fruit powerfully helps de-inflame regions of their brain responsible for metabolism, helps them burn fat more effectively, also helps calm and relax you um, if you're under stress. So very powerful. No stimulants, no harsh chemicals in here. These things have a very clean and refreshing taste and they supercharge my energy levels. And so I recommend them for everybody. Very, very powerful drinks. So again, that's the Beyond Organic Superfood Drinks. And if you go to my website, drjockers.com, there you will find a header for Beyond Organic. Go ahead and click on that. You can check out all the different products. You'll get a chance to check out the products I talked about, the Rain Fruit, the Rain Awaken, powerful superfood ex extracts put into this uh, very clean, very holistic water that's absolutely amazing for your body. So again, drjockers.com while you're there. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter and like me on Facebook. Start following me on Facebook. I'm always answering questions. I'm posting all kinds of things to really help keep you charged up and focused on what it takes to improve your health and really live this full maximized living lifestyle. So definitely check us out right there on Facebook, Dr. David Jockers. And hey, our next article is all about how saturated fat is actually very, very powerful 
for your heart. It's amazing. One of the most common questions I get from people is, is saturated fat is okay? Or people will tell me things like, hey, I'm trying to get healthy. You know, I've got heart disease, whatever it is, and I'm staying away from saturated fat. Well, you'd be surprised to realize saturated fat is absolutely amazing for you. So Joan on Facebook asked me this question. She said, why do doctors and nutritionists tell people to avoid saturated fats? And probably every listener on here, including obviously myself, I have a master's degree in nutrition and exercise science, and so a doctorate degree as well. And so, you know, I always get questions about this, right? And, and I learned classically that saturated fats are bad for us. When I reviewed the literature, though, I realized that that is not the case at all. And so, Joan, here is my answer for Joan. And actually, if you want to get this article that I wrote about this specific question, okay, and the question is this, is why do doctors and nutritionists tell people to avoid saturated fats? And so, if you want to get that, just go to my website, drjockers.com. Look for the article, Why Saturated Fat is Such an Important Nutrient for Heart Health, and you'll get that. Also, sign up for our newsletter so you'll get these articles sent right to your inbox. You'll get them before everybody else. And so, my, my answer was this, because doctors and nutritionists, just like myself years ago, learned a flawed nutritional paradigm, and they're chasing after the wrong, wrong cause of heart disease. You see, heart disease was considered a very rare disease in the early 20th century. To really understand this, this uh, avoidance of saturated fat, we've got to go back and understand the foundation of where this came from. And so in the early 20th century, heart disease was very rare. Most people died from chronic infections and different things like that. As we improved our sanitation, infection rates dropped, but unfortunately, because of processing and sterilization and things like that, heart disease, cancer have gone through the roof over the last 50, 70 years. And so the lipid hypothesis theory that saturated fat and cholesterol causes heart disease changed the shape of the nation in the 1950s. So this theory came out, it's called the lipid hypothesis. And that's what I'm going to discuss. Society began to run away from saturated fat and cholesterol and turned to man-made processed fats as a replacement. As corporate food processing machines began to become more popular, so did the occurrence of heart disease. Today, the, the lipid hypothesis can be considered one of the greatest scientific myths to date. You see, the lipid hypothesis was developed by Ansel Keys in the 1950s. This theory states that there is a direct relationship between the amount of saturated fat and cholesterol in the diet and the incidence of coronary heart disease. With questionable evidence, Keyes went about writing articles and promoting this hypothesis throughout the medical world. So it's very questionable the evidence that said anything about this. What do the studies show? Meanwhile, you see, while Ansel Keyes was writing all about this and, and circulating this, hundreds of subsequent artic articles and studies testing this hypothesis have been found with differing inclusions. Despite the lack of evidence, this notion, this lipid hypothesis notion, took off throughout the healthcare world and was fueled by the vegetable oil and food processing industries that sought to benefit from this key finding. You see, the companies that were in charge of corn and soy saw huge dollars in this because, of course, corn and soy are low in saturated fat, high in polyunsaturated fats. And, what, and so when they heard about this, they jumped all over it and funded it because they wanted their products to look better. 
But the, the studies show close to 90% of well-planned, properly documented studies investigating the lipid hypothesis do not support the claim that artery-clogging saturated fats and dietary cholesterol cause heart disease. Scientists examining a clogged artery will only find that 26% of the fat in the plaque is saturated. In fact, more than half of the fat is polyunsaturated. So vast majority of the fat in a plaqued artery is polyunsaturated fats. In fact, this is huge that we avoid these. There should be this key ratio between omega-6 to omega-3 fats. And I always tell people, you know what? The reality is that saturated fats are not bad for you. In fact, they're phenomenally good, and we're going to talk about that. The problem is high omega-6 fats. High omega-6 fats are absolutely detrimental to health and healing. So we've got to get these things out of our system. Well, where do we get these high omega-6s? We get them from corn oil. We get them from soybean oil, from safflower oil, from sunflower oil. We get them from cottonseed, peanut oil. These are the kind of things we want to get out of our system. So if you pick up anything, and I will tell you, even there's even healthy things or quote-unquote healthy things like salad dressings that you'll get at great stores like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or places like that, that even these salad dressings, they have cottonseed oil and they have... Uh, corn oil in them. And so we want to avoid this stuff. Instead, we want to load up on healthy omega-3 fats. Where do we get the omega-3s? We get them from grass-fed beef. That's one of my favorite sources, grass-fed beef, beef from 100% grass-fed cows loaded with omega-3s. And people will say, well, but I heard red meat is bad for your heart. Well, it's bad if the cows are eating grains. If the cows eat grains, then it's high in omega-6 fats. But if the cows eat 100% grass, then it's high in omega-3 fats. That's what we want for heart health. That's what we want to reduce inflammation. That's what we want for better brain function. So very important. And so as we go in, also other areas of, of, that are high in omega-3s, that would be like avocados, wild-caught fish, wild-caught fish like salmon, sockeye, wild Alaskan, sockeye salmon, fantastic. Um, organic eggs, another great source. Wild game like venison or bison, very good, high in omega-3s. Okay. Also, a lot of these things have a lot of saturated fats as well. Saturated fats are fantastic for our body. And I know many of you guys are thinking, well, they can't be that good. I've heard so many bad things about them. But believe it or not, saturated fats and cholesterol are extremely important. In fact, Dr. Mary Enig, who's a PhD and one of the top lipid biochemists in the world, she found that saturated fats and cholesterol are necessary for several different things. Number one, they constitute at least 50% of the cell membranes. So your membrane on the outer portion of the cell is actually the nervous system of the cell, most important area of the cell. It's what actually dictates what's gonna to happen to the DNA. And the cell membrane, okay, is 50%, should be 50% saturated fat and cholesterol. That gives the cells necessary stiffness and integrity so we can prevent infections if we don't have enough of these saturated fats, we're more prone to infections and viral invasions. And one of the leading causes of cancer is actually viral infections. And so actually, believe it or not, 
getting enough saturated fats, one of the best things we can do to prevent heart disease, cancer, to prevent colds, flus, different things like that, very important. Saturated fats and cholesterol also play a vital role in the health of our bones. For calcium to be effectively incorporated into the bone, at least 50% of the dietary fats should be saturated. So again, very, very critical to get calcium out of the bloodstream and into the bones where it belongs. Elevated calcium outside of the bloodstream, very problematic. It will cause plaque in your arteries. It will cause degeneration in your joints. It will cause gallstones, kidney stones, lots of different problems. Saturated fat, very important for healthy calcium metabolism. Cholesterol is also the precursor to vitamin D and major hormones that regulate stress, energy, and sex hormone function, such as estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, all of these things, extremely important. So when I'm working with, for example, women that have hormone problems, right, and that may manifest in chronic headaches, hot flashes, um, maybe it's... um, breast cancer or uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer. I've dealt with people with every kind of condition, every one of these conditions. One of the big things I do when I'm working with their nutrition is make sure that they're eating enough saturated fat and cholesterol. One of the common things that I see is many of them have been on low fat diets during the course of their diet and or their lifestyle. And so because of that, they don't have enough saturated fat and cholesterol in their system produce these very, very key hormones, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, extremely important. Okay. Also, saturated fat and cholesterol lower LPA, which is a substance in the blood that indicates proneness to heart disease. They protect the liver from alcohol and other toxins like such as Tylenol as well. So LPA, when I see that elevated, I know that person is in at more risk for heart disease. But saturated fat and cholesterol actually help lower that. And again, they also help protect the liver from toxins like Tylenol and alcohol. They also enhance the immune system and act as an antidepressant by enhancing serotonin receptor function. So when people have depression, for example, they go in to see the doctor with mood disorders and the doctors give them an antidepressant that helps improve serotonin receptor function. It's called an SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Instead of that, we really want to be eating saturated fats, cholesterol, and omega-3 fats are been shown to be much more powerful than the antidepressant in regulating mood. Low cholesterol is highly associated with violent and aggressive behavior, depression, and suicidal tendencies. So, you know, we've had obviously this epidemic of of school shootings and things like that. Well, you know what? I'd love to see what would happen with these individuals if we changed their nutrition, added in grass-fed beef, wild salmon, added in high-quality saturated fat, cholesterol, and omega-3 fats. I guarantee you they'd see numerous changes in their lifestyle. Saturated fats and cholesterol are also needed for the proper utilization of essential fats. You see, omega-3 fats, they're better retained in the tissues when the diet is rich in saturated fats. So let's say you're having your flaxseed oil every day, which is high in omega-3s or walnuts, but you don't have any saturated fats or not enough saturated fats in your diet, you're not going to be able to use these omega-3s very effectively. So it affects all fatty acid metabolism. These saturated fats are so important. In fact, saturated 18-carbon stearic acid and 16-carbon palmitic acid are the preferred foods for the heart. 
which is why the fat around the heart muscle is highly saturated. The heart draws on this reserve of fat in times of stress. Very important for metabolism. Short and medium chain saturated fats, such as what you'll find in um, in 100% grass-fed dairy, okay, I eat 100% grass-fed raw cheese on a regular basis, and a product called a Masi that you can both get through Beyond Organic, loaded with these small chain, these medium and short chain saturated fats, also coconut. It's why my patients call me Dr. Coconut because I recommend coconut, coconut oil, coconut milk to everybody getting them eating superfoods like that on a regular basis. And they have very important antimicrobial properties. So these short and medium chain saturated fats help our immune system. They help break down opportunistic organisms. They protect against these, these microorganisms in the digestive tract. Cholesterol also plays a vital role in the repair and maintenance of the intestinal wall, preventing leaky gut syndrome, ulcerative colitis, and a host of other intestinal disorders. So very important. Cholesterol is now understood to be a vital antioxidant that protects us from free radical damage and helps to heal any arterial damage that may have occurred. And last but not least, cholesterol is extraordinarily important for babies and children as they develop their brain and nervous system. Over half of the brain is composed of saturated fats and cholesterol. <laughs> Did you hear that? Over half of the brain is saturated fat and cholesterol. One of the richest sources of cholesterol is mother's milk, which also contains a special enzyme that helps a baby metabolize and use this nutrient. So extremely critical that we're getting saturated fat and cholesterol in our diet on a regular basis. My favorite sources of saturated fat and cholesterol are number one, grass-fed beef, eating beef that's grass-fed. Number two, grass-fed, 100%, no grains in their diet, 100% grass-fed raw cheese, absolutely phenomenal. Number three, is coconut, coconut fantastic superfood. Number four is going to be organic eggs. These are the best sources of high quality, nutrient rich, saturated fats. Avocados have some saturated fat, fantastic fat, amazing for us as well. And hey, folks, if you wanna get this article, you wanna learn more about how saturated fats are amazing for your body, go to our website, drjockers.com, D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S.com, sign up for our newsletter, and we'll be back next week with more exciting information how to prevent heart disease and supercharge your health.